3: This is going to cost you billions of dollars, our new commitment to Ukraine and the war against Russia. This after the United Kingdom had their prime minister come out saying it's time for the world to stand up. And then what happened? Clearly, this was all choreographed, orchestrated. The president of the United States of America, Joe Biden, shows up in Ukraine Now, the UK knew that they needed to play a role and probably give the president some cover uh, acting like, hey, we're really leading this way. So America doesn't want to look like we're leading per se, because we as a country are very concerned about us getting into another war. We also have seen that the poll numbers have showed the majority of Americans are not in favor of getting into a war with Russia through Ukraine, a proxy war. We're afraid of leading also on going into a war. Poll clear, poll numbers clearly show us that as well. Why? Because we saw what happened after we went into Iraq and Afghanistan. So this is why this rollout clearly seems to be different. And this was orchestrated. This was not an accident. You Ukraine says we need help. The UK comes out and says yes. Then France says yes. And then Germany says yes. And then the president of the United States of America shows up in Ukraine. That is all done purposefully. That is all a orchestrated, how do we sell this? And I'm sure Joe Biden said, look, I cannot look like I am the one that is leading. I need someone else to lead. It also shows how weak our president actually is. But in this scenario, There is some pretty smart politics that's playing into this. Now, I want you to hear what the UK Prime Minister had to say over the weekend, calling for the world to come behind Ukraine, stand with Ukraine. We must help Ukraine to shield its
4: cities from Russian bombs and Iranian drones. And that's why the United Kingdom will be the first country to provide Ukraine with longer range weapons. And it's why we're working with our allies to give Ukraine the most advanced air defense systems and build the air force they need to defend their nation. But to win the peace, we also need to rebuild the international order on which our collective security depends. First, that means upholding international law. The whole world must hold Russia to account. We must see justice through the ICC for their sickening war crimes committed, whether in Bucha, Irpin, Mariupol, or beyond. And Russia must also be held to account for the terrible destruction it has inflicted.
3: This was not an accident. This president knows what he's doing. He's leading by not leading. He's calling in favors. Hey, we'll do this. And I'll go to Ukraine and I'll go to Kiev and I'll talk about how important it is. But I just need someone else to say we're going to do it first. Now, before I get into more of that, I want to tell you about our friends over at Patriot Mobile, real quick. If you've got a cell phone, then you need to make the switch to the only Christian conservative cell phone coming in the US. Why? Because when you pay your bill, and every time you make a phone call or send a text message, you're supporting conservative Christian causes that you believe in. If you are fed up with woke companies that don't care about your values, then stand with a company that actually does. Make the switch today. You're going to get a free month of service plus free activation with Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is America's only conservative wireless provider. They use the same towers that you're on right now. You get to keep your same phone many times and your same phone number. Plus, they, they defend and protect our First and Second Amendment rights. They also make sure they stand up for the unborn. They offer nationwide coverage and they are an amazing company. When you pay your bill, you are supporting what you believe in. Now, right now, you can try Patriot Mobile for two months and get your third month free. Plus, get free activation. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. So just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. Or call them 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Or online at PatriotMobile.com slash Ben That's patriotmobile.com slash Ben. Now, a lot of what the U.K. has just put out means that they're going to be in this conflict, and let's just call it what it is now, a war for a long time. Same with France, same with Germany. But who's going to really foot the bill? It's going to be the United States of America. And the U.K. loves saying what they said, right? We're going to become the first state to hand Ukraine longer-range weapons, So it does look like we're really leading. Again, the UK loving taking this credit because America doesn't want this credit at this moment. In these comments made on Saturday, as the president's trip had already clearly been planned to go to Ukraine, you also had a conference, a Munich security conference. Germany and France have come together and said, we're going to get involved. The United Kingdom, quote, is ready to help any country to provide Ukraine planes they need today, but we must also train Ukrainian pilots to use advanced jets, is what was said by the prime minister. Now, this escalation comes at a precarious moment for Ukraine's Western backers. This goes into the politics. The U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, over the weekend expressed concern that the communist China are also considering graduating from providing rhetorical political and diplomatic support to Russia to providing lethal support to Russia, a move which would have, quote, serious consequences for our relations with China. That is what was said by Blinken. Now, to be clear, why would China want to get involved? Why would China want to back Russia? Why would China want to escalate this war? I can answer that question for you. It's called a distraction. The United States of America can get bogged down in another type of war like we saw in Afghanistan, this time in Ukraine, and they can get China uh, to be or the world to be distracted from what China's doing in Taiwan and every other shady thing they're doing. This is a great thing for China. What China learned after 9-11 is you can get a lot done if the world's not paying attention. You can do a lot of things if the world's not paying attention. You can do egregious things like build islands in the middle of the ocean, right? Build them up without people caring what you're doing if you are distracted by what's happening somewhere else. And they need another distraction. I think China understands also something that's very important, and that is this. They have become the center of attention of the United States of America and others, and they don't like that. They do not want to be the focal point of America. They don't want to be the focal point of Europe, and they sure as hell don't want to be the focal point of sanctions. So what has China decided to do? I mean, hell, look at TikTok now, for example, where there's been a lot of talk over TikTok lately, and just how, uh, you know, this is a spying apparatus basically for the Chinese Communist Party. They need a distraction so they can continue to expand globally the way that they are expanding globally. How do you do that? You get the world focused on Ukraine. This benefits, I would argue, China more than anyone else. Now, let's also talk about what Russia is getting out of this. They're very happy. Okay, Russia is extremely happy. Russia is extremely proud. Right, Russia is beyond excited over what's happening because they're now getting allies that they desperately need in their country. Their number one ally is now going to end up being China and Iran. China, Iran and Russia all have things they can use from one another. Iran would love to have more nuclear information from Russia and also from China. They need technology. They need weaponry. And these are just uh, and they also need protection in the Middle East. This would check all of those boxes. What does Russia need from China? Russia needs weaponry, advanced weaponry, and they also need intelligence, not just intelligence gathering, okay? Understand that, not just Russian intelligence, but they also need literal um, technology from Russia, or Russia needs it from China desperately. So they're getting something out of this. And then when you look at Iran, you also have to look at another issue here. They do need protection. They need allies in the Middle East, but they also need distractions so that they can get their Iran nuclear program off the ground. And if we're focused on Ukraine and we're focused on Russia and then China's all this is happening, right? All this is going on. They get closer to their nuclear program without them being the focus of the world. So if you back up here and you think about this strategically. Iran needs a distraction to finish their nuclear program. China needs distractions. They continue to push for their world dominance, and they don't want to be the focal point of American policy and the Republicans. They don't want to be the focal point of, of UK either. China sees Russia as the perfect proxy for them to get all the attention off of them, and at the same time, they can actually back the Russians so that they even get more attention. This is a brilliant geopolitical move by iran and a brilliant geopolitical move by russia as well as china they've all hit a home run here they've all really hit a grand slam here and the president showing up is proof of just what a big success this was they have played us and it's brilliant Now, this is also going to cost us a lot of money how much President Joe Biden announced in this, quote, historic visit to Ukraine that your tax dollars are going to be used indefinitely in this war with Ukraine and Russia. He was in Kiev. And this is the same guy, by the way, that gave billions of dollars in loans to Ukraine. And what did they do in response? They fired that prosecutor that was looking into corruption at the exact company where his son was working, Burisma. Never forget that as a background for this. He also talked about his love for Ukraine, and I'm sure he does love Ukraine because it has made his family extremely wealthy. It has made his family have unbelievable amounts of money that they could have never gotten without the corruption in Ukraine. And there's one side note about Ukraine that I just must mention before I let you hear the president talk about it, the billions and open-ended financial paychecks we're going to be sending, right, aid to Ukraine, There's one other thing that you do need to understand, and that is this. This administration has a great opportunity here to show transparency. Where is our money going after it gets to Ukraine? We've already given them billions of dollars. There have been zero questions that it would have been answered by reporters that have asked the White House for transparency in this aid, this Ukrainian aid to fight Russia. We have no idea how much of this money is disappearing. We have no idea how much of this aid is going into the bank accounts of of, of people, even including Zelensky and the people around him. We have no idea how much money is being funneled off. But what I can tell you is if you look at Ukraine and you take emotion out of it and everybody's obsession with Zelensky, you'll understand that, that Ukraine quite possibly, and I'm talking about just basic corruption is probably more corrupt historically, especially in the last five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, uh, when it comes to, they are extremely corrupt, more corrupt than Russia is as a country. That's the inconvenient truth. I was I had the, the pleasure of going over to Hungary, which obviously neighbors Ukraine, and was uh, got asked to speak at CPAC Hungary, was able to meet with a lot of people in Ukraine, there uh, are people that were in Hungary from Ukraine. I was able to talk to a lot of leaders in the parliament there. I was able to talk even and spend some quality time uh, with Viktor Orban, the prime minister in Hungary. And what I learned from all of that information is this. You think Russia's corrupt, you've seen nothing until you look at what's happened in Ukraine. Ukraine has a huge and also very consistent, okay, very, 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 very consistent history of extreme corruption by its leaders, its government. So now the president wants to tell you open-endedly we're sending billions and there will be more after this going to Ukraine to fight Russia. Freedom is priceless. It's worth
5: fighting for for as long as it takes And that's how long we're going to be with you, Mr. President, for as long as it takes.
6: We'll do it. Thank you.
3: Wow. We're going to give you billions of dollars. Freedom is priceless, worth fighting for as long as it takes, and that's how long we will be with you, Mr. President for as long as it takes does that remind you a lot of what we said in Iraq is that a, remind you a lot of what we said in Ukraine and 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 we tried to export this freedom right and it didn't work it was a massive foreign policy failure for us so why would we believe now that somehow it's going to work differently it's not going to work differently but it doesn't seem to matter because this president is vowing billions of dollars billions for Ukraine. I'm
5: delighted to be able to repay your visit to our country. In Washington, not long ago you told us, you told the Congress, quote, we have no fear, nor should any in the world have it, end of quote. You and all Ukrainians, Mr. President, remind the world every single day what the meaning of the word courage is. All sectors of your economy, all walks, all life. It's astounding. Astounding. Remind us that freedom is priceless. It's worth fighting for for as long as it takes. And that's how long we're going to be with you, Mr. President, for as
3: long as it takes. I mean, reiterating this again. What about the American people? Are you putting American interests out there that we maybe aren't interested in? The answer is yes. Data clearly shows that the majority of the American people are not in favor of getting into a world conflict with Russia via a proxy war with Ukraine. The second thing is you got to talk about priorities here. The President of the United States of America has still not visited What is, in essence, many have referred to as a mini nuclear bomb that went off last week with a massive spill, right? A huge spill that took place of toxic materials. And this is a big deal in Ohio. You've got poor air quality. You have poor water quality. And the president still has not gone there to look at the people. And there are many that are saying right now, let me get this straight, Mr. President. You're not willing to come to Ohio and talk about what has just happened to us here. But you're willing to fly in the middle of the night to Ukraine to give billions of dollars in aid when you wouldn't even declare disaster a, a, a natural disaster in Ohio where the spill took place now. This is starting to, again, backfire on the president very quickly, this PR nightmare. And people are asking a lot of questions, as they should. And one of the things that they're asking right now, uh, is, and the press has been doing this like, hey, how can you fly halfway around the world but not go talk to these people in America who are suffering right now? we now been told that, quote, next week, after he comes back from giving billions and billions of dollars, basically a blank check indefinitely, to Ukraine that you and I are going to pay for, okay, that he's going to then go to Ohio and visit those people. My guess is he will finally at that point declare disaster only because of public shame and not giving a crap about the American people and what the American people believe in. Now, Zelensky, by the way, he's loving all of this. This the same guy that used to wear a suit and a tie when coming to America to meet with Donald Trump who's now doing the complete opposite of that, wearing his military-esque fatigues because he's that guy now. He has a personal stylist who styles him every day, so it looks like he's the tough guy that's fighting the evil red Russians. And I'm not saying that Russians aren't evil. Uh, the government, I want to make that clear. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be concerned about Russia, but what I am saying is that this is a lot of this is political theater and it's costing you billions and billions of dollars that we as Americans just don't have. We don't have it. I'm going to say it again. We don't have it. The money we're sending to Ukraine right now, we're borrowing every damn dime of it. I'm going to say that again. We are borrowing every damn dime that we are sending to Ukraine. So what did Zelensky have to say? Hey,
6: everybody, today we host... President Biden. That is so important signal for us. And all we are proud of it. Thank you very much for coming, Mr. President. That is a huge moment of supporting of the Ukraine. And um, what can I say? I really appreciate that President Biden, American society, being from the very beginning of this tragedy, from the very beginning of this full-scale war from the first days being together with us. First hope of, of support was from White House to Ukraine. And thank you for your leadership. Thanks, bipartisan support, thanks Congress. I think that is a historical moment for our for our country and very important. Today we'll speak detail about the situation on the battlefield. But I think almost we'll speak about people, about Ukrainians, about Americans. I think that is huge and so, so difficult period for societies. And what we have to do to stop the war, to have success in this war, to make Ukraine more stronger and how to build this here. You're very welcome. Mr. Brother, thank you Danish so
3: much. Well, thank you for having me. Uh-huh. I, I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? They're just playing the United States president like a fiddle, giving all these accolades and then saying, hey, give me some money. All right, I'm going to tell you more about this in a second, but I do need to tell you about our friends at Augusta Precious Metals. If you've been saving for a long time for retirement, you know that you need to protect your money. And one way to do that is with a gold IRA. I'm excited about telling you about a company that I actually use. I have actually worked with Augusta Precious Metals. They are different because they will even tell you if a gold IRA isn't your answer. They give you just the facts. Now, Augusta Precious Metal is all about protecting your IRA and your 401k. They're great people at a great conservative company. They're great people at a great conservative company. They understand right now that it's crazy with our economy, and it's extremely important, especially if you're close to retirement, to protect your assets because there's no time to make up losses. So if you've saved $100,000 or more, then you should take a look at their free guide, and you should really sign up for something that I've done. It's a web conference where you talk to a top individual about gold IRAs and your 401k. Check them out and get the peace of mind that you're protecting your hard-earned assets when you get really close to retirement. 877 the number 4, gold IRA. 877 gold IRA. Or visit them online at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Say I sent you, and they will pay your fees for up to 10 years. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com, 877-4-gold IRA. Now, there's politics that are also involved in this decision, and the presidential election is going to clearly involve Ukraine in this new policy of intervention that can turn into all-out World War III with Russia. Governor Ron DeSantis was asked about it this morning on Fox News Channel. He's obviously a guy that's looking at the presidency, and this is what he had to say about Biden's surprise visit to Ukraine.
7: Uh, You know, but but sir, we've seen incoherence from this administration, no defined policy on Ukraine, no defined objective of what winning, you know, looks like I think a lot of Americans are, are asking, you know, how much more money, how much more time, how much more human suffering?
8: Well, they have effectively a blank check policy with no clear strategic objective identified. And um these things can can escalate and I don't think it's in our interest to be getting into proxy war with China getting involved uh, over things like the borderlands or, or over Crimea. so I think it would behoove them to identify what is the strategic objective that they're trying to to achieve uh, but just saying it's an open-ended blank check uh, that is not acceptable so
5: Governor what does a win look like for us in Ukraine for Ukraine- yeah.
8: Well, I think it's important to point out, I mean, you know, the fear of kind of Russia going into NATO countries and all that and steamrolling, you know, that has not even come close to happening. I think they've shown themselves to be a third-rate military power. Uh, I think they've suffered tremendous, tremendous losses. Uh, I got to think that the people in Russia... Uh, are probably disapproving of what's going on. I don't think they can speak up about it for obvious reasons. So I think Russia has been really, really wounded here. um, And I don't think that they are the same threat to our country, even though they're hostile. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're on the same level as a China.
3: Right. Uh, Governor, by the way, you, you notice what you just said there. I don't think they're on the same level as a threat as they are, as China is. Now, why did he say that? Because he's telling you exactly what I just told you. This is a big distraction. That's what this is. And and, and to say it's unacceptable to give an open and a blank check, that's unacceptable to the American people. And I don't think it's in our interest, as he said, uh, getting into a proxy war with China, China, getting involved over things like borderlands uh, or over Crimea. And the American people, by the way, are not in favor of this type of intervention. How do I know that? Well, look no further than MSNBC. MSNBC even today talked about this. Polls across the board show that the majority of the American people do not want to be involved and we're losing support for the war in Ukraine as the president goes and gives a blank check. Listen
4: throw it forward a little bit a, a bit more on that speech we've been hearing during the course of this morning how uh, there is a need of course to rally the europeans behind this and the global effort behind this but there's also very much at this moment a need to me- rally americans behind this war effort uh, Elise at least jordan was pointing out earlier the polls showing that across the board americans are losing support for the war in ukraine well, how, how important is it tomorrow that President Biden finds something to say to the American public that perhaps he hasn't managed to find so far to persuade them of the case that you just made, that this is a global effort and and that Ukrainians are fighting on behalf of the rest of the world?
7: Yeah, well, on the one hand, the United States feels fairly good about the way that they have been able to hold together uh, support for Ukraine for a full year. I mean, some, some of the predictions mm-hmm. were that it would be just a matter of months into the war before Americans would get tired of supporting Ukraine, and certainly Europeans who are much more directly feeling the impacts, uh, the ramifications of sanctions and the other steps taken to try to punish Russia. Uh, and we have seen, you know, there was an AP Nork poll that just came out that showed that the level of support for providing security assistance to Ukraine has dropped from about 60% uh, last year to just 48%. And although some House Republicans have started grumbling uh, about the need to no longer give a blank check to Ukraine, we're also starting to see Republican leadership try to make the case that that is a minority opinion and does not broadly represent the party, including Michael McCall, the chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, uh, a Republican over the weekend, saying it's time to increase support. So, yes, there are murmurings both in Europe and in the West uh, and in the United States uh, about uh, perhaps uh, some folks who are less supportive than they were before. Uh, but by and large,
3: I, I love this. Right. They're, they're, they're admitting polls across the border showing that Americans are losing support for the war. The level, quote, the level of support for providing security assistance to Ukraine has dropped from about 60% last year to 48% this year. The level of support for providing security assistance to Ukraine has dropped from about 60% last year to 48% this year. And it's going to even go lower because no one wants to give a blank check to Ukraine. I actually believe this is a bipartisan issue. I think the majority of Americans, right, regardless of what the president keeps saying, right? One year later, Keith stands and Ukraine stands and Americans stand with you. That's the headline. It's like a campaign rally from the president.
5: One year later, Keith stands and Ukraine stands. Democracy stands. The Americans stand with you and the world stands with you.
3: There it is. We're in this thing. Right. We just made it happen. We had we had the UK lead. Then we had Germany jump in and, and, and France jump in. And now we're here. Right. And we're going to stand with you. The world's going to stand with you. This is this is classic Biden. I think this is going to be a very defining moment. I think the way that DeSantis described it was a very smart way of putting it politically. Right. I I, I, I mean, I understand Standing up to the Russians is, is something in principle that we say, well of course, as a country we would love to right, try to do that. But with no accounting? Right? With 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 no understanding of where the money's going or what's happening. I I, I wanna know that. There is another interesting article that's come out while well, all of this is happening and I just you know, want, want to make sure you understand this. We're not all stupid. There is, quote, generational warfare is now threatens to rock the 2024 presidential race. A new headline from Axios. Both Democrats and Republicans are getting louder about old age and a reason to head off a rerun between Biden and Trump. Why it matters. Democrats tell posters Biden age is too is a big reason. So many want another nominee. And now some of the GOP are using Trump's age to push the party past his divisive error of government. Now, I disagree with that statement. I just want to be clear. But this is what the polls are saying. They're also say they're very concerned in this poll about world conflicts. They don't want it to happen. They don't want world conflicts. They're concerned about world conflicts. They're afraid of these conflicts. And that's another aspect of all of this, that the younger voters are saying we've watched the tail end of these wars. And when we watch the tail end of these wars, the war in Iraq, the war in Afghanistan, we don't like what happened. We don't like what came out of it. We don't like how it how it went down and we don't like the financial toll slash burden. I couldn't agree more, by the way. My foreign policy has changed drastically from 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005. Look, I understand Ukraine. I really do. Okay. I understand what's at stake here. I also understand that this could be just a straight up distraction. And I also understand that you're asking me to pay for it. And China understands this. They understand this can weaken us even more. And and they're the ones, by the way, that own a lot of our debt. So they love this. They own us. China, by the way, has come out playing this game perfectly. China now claims America is the real threat to the world amid Russian invasion of Ukraine. Despite much being made of China's apparent lack of support for Russia's invasion of Ukraine, that's all lie. now, we now know that they're involved heavily. There's one question that Russia, or China keeps saying, and that is, well, don't look at Russia, look at America. They're now claiming that America is the biggest threat to the world. They're not doing this by accident, They're playing us, and this is going to cost us a lot of money, especially if we go all the way in to World War III because of this, and the question is, is this worth fighting or taking us into World War III? I would argue, based on what we know, no. China is what we should be focusing on, not Ukraine and Russia. Make sure you share this podcast with your family and friends, and I'll see you back here tomorrow.